Aaron here. Hello, everybody. This week, we are going to be doing something slightly different. We were going to record a podcast and have one ready for you today, but people got sick, family members got COVID, things got moved around, and it didn't work out. So instead, we are going to search way back into the archives and uh, find the very first episode that me and Kevin recorded with Oren way back in 2016 for a, a different podcast that preceded this one and uh, let you guys listen to that. This is, this is again, 2016, so going way, way back. And you can kind of get a, a view at some, some real amateur podcasters at that point. Having uh, early conversations, of course, usual favorites come up because uh, we, uh, we don't grow. You know, we're going to talk about Bloodborne. So with that said, enjoy this episode. Let me know what you think. And uh, we'll be back in a week to talk all about Alan Wake 2. Also, I uh, I pronounced Oren's last name wrong because I didn't know how to pronounce it at the time, so that's funny. Anyhow, enjoy. Hello and welcome to The No Show. My name is Aaron. I'm here today with my brother Kevin. Hi. And we've got a special guest today who I saw on YouTube. He has really, really good videos. He does a really good job of talking about how games are cinematic in a way that's not like contrived like a really original take on that uh so this is Oren luke how's it going hey, hey yeah welcome to the show um tell us a little bit about your channel and what you do well you you kind of hit the nail on the head um i'm really kind of i'm really inspired by video games but i'm also inspired by movies i went to uh film school in new york city and uh, I made short films there and I, I just really I'm, I'm, I just love this the sort of nexus linking cinema and video games and what inspired me to start this YouTube channel was I was uh, reading an interview with Guillermo del Toro uh, one of my favorite filmmakers and he said that in some ways um, video games are becoming more cinematic than movies so when I saw that, I was when I read that, I was like, huh, I kind of want to explore this. So I started this YouTube channel, and I'm just always kind of looking for where video games are kind of arguably becoming more cinematic in movies, or, or, just, or just simply how video games are kind of taking some cinematic concepts or ideas or techniques and just applying it in a video game form. I just think it's endlessly fascinating. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so that's really what I look at. What do you think are like, like there's a lot of confusion, I think, and there's a lot of conversation about what it means for video games to be cinematic. Some people think it means that they're just, they're just kind of doing like cinema. And some people think that they're doing it in like a new way, taking like mise-en-scene and, and incorporating it into yeah. how the gameplay mechanics interact with the player. Uh, what do you think? Well, um, there are like so many different takes because uh, like one of the arguments is, is for uh, like Naughty Dog games, for example. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the cinema, like people say, it's like, oh, it's just kind of, it's just kind of cut scenes. Like there isn't like a really a successful marriage between gameplay and cinema because a lot of, the cinematic value in like an uncharted game is through the cutscenes. Yeah. So that's kind of like one way of looking at it, but um I do I do think that there are some games out there that are just uh really doing this amazing job marrying the the gameplay elements and the uh cinematic elements 
Um, one of the best ones I played recently was uh, Play Dead's Inside, mm-hmm. which uh, which really just it's able to be cinematic without a reliance on cutscenes, and it's it's pretty amazing seeing that happen in a game. And uh, the stuff that Team Eco does is really amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I think that I, I feel like Team Eco's the 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 ones that really started that conversation because. That game doesn't really have, like, Eco, Shadow of the Colossus. Those games don't really have cutscenes, but they have this kind of um, texture and feel and silence to it that's so cinematic. All of the storytelling is totally visual. Um, and it's, it's, really, it's really just so, it's so simple. And, but that simplicity, I feel like that's something that's kind of lacking in a lot of films today. Like when I watch, when I watch a lot of uh, movies or like a lot of television, sometimes it kind of feels like it's more about the dialogue, which is fine. Some filmmakers do a really good job with dialogue and making that cinematic, like David Fincher. And uh, but at the same time, like I go back and I watch Buster Keaton films, and then I play like Team Eco, a Team Eco game, and I'm like, oh my god, that's like. I feel like I see more similarities here mm-hmm. than like if I were to compare like Buster Keaton with a lot of films that come out today. So, <clears throat> so there you go. Um, it's a, it's kind of an always evolving conversation. You it know? definitely that's is. Yeah. Kinda, that's why I'm so interested in it because we're still kind of figuring it out. So, right. What, are, are you uh, are you more interested in games that have cinematic elements? through the gameplay rather than like what you're saying than just through the cutscenes. Um, you know what? I'm I'm kind of interested in, in both because um like Uncharted 4 is like a good example of like a very like cutscene heavy game. Yeah. Um but um at the same time I thought like it did some really interesting things even though it was very cutscene and set piece heavy. Mm-hmm. Um and uh like I don't think it, like it it is always nice seeing a game kind of marry gameplay and cinema without that reliance on cutscenes but at the same time I thought it was really interesting how I don't know if you guys have played Uncharted 4 this is kind of like a spoiler alert but spoiler um, alert spoiler like, that's okay yeah, go for it go for it yeah, but <laughs> fast forward if you don't it, want Uncharted 4 spoiled so we can go yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah there you go there you go like it's just so interesting cuz like the first like three or four hours of that game, it's very kind of like not a whole lot is happening because you're like you're you're kind of discovering that Nate's kind of lost it and he's kind of he's kind of growing older and he's not really the same person he used to be in the and they kind of use boring gameplay and mundane gameplay almost to kind of get at that. How he's just kinda of like He's just this dude that works on a barge and he collects like, you know, like copper in the ocean or whatever. And he's just Mm -hmm. like, and it's just kind of, it's kind of cinematic by using kind of like these mundane kind of visuals and gameplay. Mm -hmm. And even though it doesn't really totally work, it like, it's kind of interesting. And I'm, I'm just, I just appreciate that filmmakers or video game designers are able to take those sort of creative risks where it's like, okay, we're going to have like all of these cutscenes, a lot of this just kind of walking around doing stuff, having dialogue scenes, and it's going to be kind of boring. But at the same time, it kind of fits like what Nathan Drake is experiencing in that moment. So, okay. Um, mm. so yeah, it's to the psychology of the character through the boring yeah, gameplay. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. It's just like maybe I'm not really doing justice to it, like by explaining it, but it's just it's just interesting, like that they decided to go with that. So <laughs> that is interesting because so. I feel like a lot of people think that video games are supposed to be primarily fun. Whereas I think right. video games can show us a lot more than just, hey, I'm having a fun time playing Rocket League or something like that. But, you know, maybe I'm having a boring time, like, or maybe I'm having like a really tense, stressful time. Like, it's more about being engaging and showing like a variety of experiences, I think. That's the real strength. Yeah, I mean, like, Uncharted 4 had like a really brilliant moment where you're uh, in Nathan Drake's attic. And you're just like going around and he's just looking at artifacts and like the whole attic is kind of situated in a way like through the mise-en-scene, just like you just see all these relics and he, and you could tell that he just spends so much time in that attic just looking at relics and then he starts going around like playing like BB gum gun games or whatever with like targets that pop out. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, kind of like not the most entertaining gameplay in the world, but at the same time, it, you really go into like that psychology of the character where you're like, this guy has not moved on from the past. And like, it's totally not really explained. It's just shown to you. Mm-hmm. And it's really mm. interesting. It's really interesting. Uh, that's cool. So, mm. Yeah. What else are you playing lately? Um, Okay, what else have I been playing lately? Well, I've been really digging. I finally got around to playing the new Doom game. Have you guys played the new Doom game? Oh my god. Oh yeah. yeah. I got like 50 hours. I've played it yeah. like three or four times. <laughs> We're both uh, <laughs> it's big, so, big time it's fans. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. It really I is. I don't know like if I can make like an essay about it, but like damn, it's, it's so much fun. I can't stand it. Yeah. It really yeah. is. No, it, it's it's a really fun game. Um we, we did a whole we, we, yeah, we did a, a whole podcast, a whole podcast about just but, um, damn, how much we love it. Yeah, it's 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 almost <laughs> a verboten topic because we've spent so much time bringing it up. But yeah, no, the new Doom is incredible. Uh, did you beat it? Yeah, I like. Um, it's it's kind of funny. Like this, I haven't really been gaming as much as I have lately. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm I'm buying the new Doom game, and I like couldn't pull myself away from it. Um, I just, uh, I feel you there. I just love all, I just love all the boss fights. Um, I love, I love, I love how fast it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so, it's just so amazing how visceral and fast that game is. And, uh, I just haven't played a game like that, like in so long, a first person shooter that really just has that intensity to it. And, uh, even though I've already beaten the game like twice already, like, I still drop in like for an hour just to like, you know, <laughs> just like to play a mission because it's so fast. Oh and, yeah. And just, it's such a thrill. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Doom is really good. You've been playing anything else lately? I've been playing the other game that I've been obsessed with is the new Hitman game. Um, I don't oh. know if you guys have played that. It, I haven't played I that one. I really want to play it. I haven't. I really want to. It looks incredible. It's very, it's very good. I'm, I, I will say it has its problems. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, like a, a lot of people don't dig the episodic nature. I dig that. I, I I'm I'm too big a Hitman fan for me to get deterred by that. So I just like decided to get it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's. Um, I think it suffers from some horrible loading times issues. Like the loading times in the game are like insuff- They're just horrible. They're oh. so long. Um, but. All that said, the game is mad fun. If you if you love Hitman Blood Money, that's it's what I basically, played. 
it's basically that all over again. So right. you can like, you can kind of do one mission like four different five different ways. I think even more than that, right? Like you can you can poison them, you oh, can blow yeah. them up, you can do all, yeah. It looks there's, incredible. There's a lot of player agency and how you want to solve the your problems. Yeah, it's just yeah. I mean, they're they're basically they're all mini sandboxes, and each level has probably like twenty thirty ways you can take out a target, and it's like. Uh, it's just so addicting. Yeah. Um, and some of the levels are so cool. Like, uh, um, the, for the fashion show level in Paris is very cool. Just like kind of being like, you can, you can, uh, like one of the, your targets is like this, like famous model. And, uh, but she only meets with like people, like certain people. And like the way you have to meet her and be in a room alone with her is you have to be like the sort of like, uh, you have to be like a VIP. So what you do is you have to uh, dress up as a, a model and go on a runway on the runway and walk the runway as like this model, this fashion model. And then you just like go up to a room and then you just like strangle her with fiber wire. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, that game was, that's high on my list. It's, it's so dark, but it's so like, it's so addicting. It's, it's great. I, I highly, I highly recommend it. It's, it's it's great. I, it, uh, they're gonna release the whole package in January, so if you're not a big fan of like the downloadable episodic nature of the game, you can always wait till January. Right. So. That's what I'm waiting for. Waiting for just the complete package. I, I've just been waiting for some time. I like. I think the episodic thing's kind of cool because it gives everybody a chance to really dig into those levels, right? Like, because yeah. you only had one level yeah. like like six months ago, whenever they launched it, so you, you get a lot more like quality time with each level. I, I dig it. I could see why people would be frustrated. But. Yeah. It's like when you were a kid, you had like one game. Right. You just play that one game yeah, to yeah. death, whereas now you have like 500 games in no, your Steam I've library. Literally got 500 games. And it's like, I haven't even played 70 of these games or, or whatever. Well, well, it, it, yeah, I, I kind yeah, I do agree with you, Aaron. Like, though, like, though I, I'm kind of like annoyed by the episodic nature, it does, I will give it credit that like I really, I, I literally explore like every, like, centimeter of those levels because there's so many like hidden secrets and hidden uh hidden ways to kill people yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so like in a way it's a good thing because like i could i would have just kind of like you know glossed over whatever i i, I would have just kind of like played through the level gone to the next one and been like whatever <laughs> right but, uh but but um like when a new level comes out, I'll play it one time. I'll play it another time. I'll play it another time. I'll play it another time. <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. the charm of those games. They're great. Highly recommend it. Have you played a uh, firewatch? I have not played firewatch. I've heard good things though. Is it, is it good? I just beat it last night. Yeah, just beat it, yeah. It's, it's, it's good. I like it a lot. It's interesting because it's a very, I mean, I don't know what you think about the whole "Quote unquote walking simulator genre," but it's um yeah I I I don't know I don't really have too much of an opinion on it I did play Gone Home mm-hmm. uh that that was interesting it, it it was cool um I don't know what's your take on the walking sim simulator I'm a, I'm a fan I, I the Stanley Parable I highly recommend Stanley Parable's great he's really I've been dying to play that incredible <laughs> it's one of those things you just sit down for two hours and you'll yeah. You'll play it. So, you know, get, yeah. it, get it on sale or whatever. But it's an incredible game. It's really, really smart. Um, but, yeah, Firewatch is good. It, I mean, it's really, 
I guess it was made by people who used to work on the Walking Dead series games. Yeah. So a couple of the devs and head writers left from that. So it's very much about the story and the characters, and you play it from the first-person perspective, and you and walk around. Right? And the it's atmosphere, right? And the atmosphere, right? Yeah. yeah, it's got a great atmosphere. Uh, it's kind of the strength of those games, right? Yeah. That's yeah. why there's so many horror games. Yeah. In that. Even, it's not even a horror the game. Resident Evil is going to be a, that kind of thing. Oh, well, parts of it. Resident Evil yeah. 7. As far as I understand, but it, it was yeah, I really recommend it. It was a good game. Um, it had so I got Stanley Parable. I have to play um, Firewatch. Um, <laughs> I will I will give like credit. Gone Home was like a really terrifying game, <laughs> even though the game had like no jump scares or right. no real horror element. It was just like a really eerie game <laughs> that sounds good i, I, I loved it personally i love horror games so i played um i played the, like amnesia and outlast and all those kind of games mm. so and like pt looks looked amazing I oh wish I yeah got... your pt video by I, the way yeah. was super incredible i, I really like that really like that video i'd never even seen <laughs> yeah, the game before, yeah. so that was the first time i saw the game and i was like this is what pt is that people have been talking about all the time but i mean that that looks like a you know quote walking simulator game but look looked incredible Definitely, yeah right it, it looks amazing. Unfortunately, you can't really play it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised that <laughs> the demo's even bummer, gone. Because it's like it's so good. Like if you if you look at just like random top ten lists or whatever of like mo- of the scariest games of all time, right. even though PT is only a demo, it's usually like in the top three. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a you have it on your demo, and people still. Um, yeah, I, I, I used to have it like, but I just, I, I, uh, yeah, bad things happened. Bad decisions happened. You deleted your demo copy of PT? (laughs) No. I I deleted it before the whole scandal happened. Oh man, that's too bad. It it sucks. (laughs) It it is too bad. You can buy one on eBay. Yeah. For how how long was it? Is it like 15? Yeah, I'll, I'll just buy like I'll just buy like a really nice PlayStation on eBay that like there's only like 500 that exist that have the PT demo and it's probably like who knows how expensive it is. Outrageously gouged. Yeah, you could have could have paid for your college with that. No, I think it's like five or six hundred bucks on top of the PlayStation price, so maybe it's like a thousand bucks. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah. It's not cheap. Um, <laughs> better be. It's, I mean, it's not yeah. cheap. No. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. yeah. What do you think about uh, um, Kojima's new game, Death Stranding? Death Stranding. Uh, um, I think it's. I think. I I think they gave him a lot of creative control. Definitely. Which is, which is, which is it could go either way. It it's could. True. Uh, so I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Like I'll even admit when it comes to like Metal Gear Solid games, like uh, like. There are times when I just really, really like what that guy does, and then, and then there are other times where I'm like, Jesus, what was he thinking? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so like it could go either way with me. So, yeah. so what? What do you guys think? Are you guys intrigued? I'm on or... board. I'm a kind of. I mean, I may not be the most. You know, I'm a little bit of a fanboy. A little, yeah. little fanboy when it comes but... to Kojima. So, I'm I'm on board. Visually, it it really looks a lot like what you'd expect from him. Yeah, so totally. That's yeah. why I was like, "Oh, this this is definitely giving me the, the the vibes that I I like." His style is very distinct. Yeah, it, it's been interesting to see his progression. I've been playing his games since you know the mid '90s, so to see how he how like he's he's he's, he's a very interesting person because there aren't a lot of like 
real singular artists that you can point to in video games like you can in That's film. True. That's so there's true. a few that yeah. you can find. Right. You can really f- watch the evolution of their career, and he's one of the few people. I mean, he kind of was a big part of the cinematic stuff in gaming, right? I mean, like Metal Gear Solid, right? Oh, the original, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that that was the first time I ever really thought, wow, games are kind of movie, this was like a movie, movie esque. Yeah, the um, oh man, Metal Gear Solid Three. That's probably my favorite one. That yeah. one was so wild with like with that final shootout with uh, like the boss in the flower field. That was that was incredible. Mm. That was. No, yeah, I completely agree. He's like a singular auteur, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I mean, but like, yeah, so you're you're kind of like seeing a lot of those kind of pop up more and more. I feel like as the technology is better, mm-hmm. and like certain visions can be realized that couldn't have been realized before, like uh, Ken Levine, right? Bioshock. So, um, so yeah, it's and and they usually make the best games. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're the they're the Stanley Kubricks and David Lynch's of uh, of video gaming. Yeah, so, right, do you know about yeah. Ken Levine's new project? His inner uh, it's narrative Legos, I think is what he calls it. I mean, it's not going to have anything to do with Legos, but he did a whole talk you can look at. It's very interesting. He's going to make a game where it's like every time you play it, it's a completely unique player authored story that will hopefully come to some sort of quality level, like comparable to what you might get from a Bioshock or yeah i i'm i'm i mean i'm down with the, anything the guy does i mean i loved both bioshock games so well i'm sorry bioshock one and bioshock infinite i really liked both of those so yeah. mm. we'll see uh we'll see i mean i'm open to it <laughs> so yeah mm. Do, are you uh are you interested or very familiar with like um player authored narrative games is that is that um, a concept you know much about what like, like, give me an example. Eve. Like, Minecraft would be the best example. But Eve. Oh yeah. No, mine, yeah Minecraft. <laughs> um, I, they're not really for me to yeah. be honest. Like, um, uh, I think uh, I actually think the new Fallout game kind of suffered from that. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, I mean, that's basically what Fallout is. But like, by kind of injecting those Minecraft elements of it, I feel like like it started to kind of lose its identity even more. Even though. Like it's it's just like a bunch of things you can do in this wasteland, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean they do make for some awesome YouTube videos, but yeah. um, I mean I don't know. I the thing is when I play video games, I kind of want a certain level of focus, mm-hmm. um, and like when when like you know like No Man's Sky, it's just like here's a giant universe, do right. things in it, you know, like it's not really for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's too unfocused, like. Like I like I like a game that has like a, a like a really clear vision of what it is, mm-hmm. and uh, and just um, and, and that and that's that's just what I like um, a very clear focused vision with like a more focused maybe like narrative structure structure that's that's the word I'm going for I like structure I don't um, what do you guys think of player authored games like Minecraft like uh, do you guys like them or I love them uh, yeah I'm I'm a fan I think. <laughs> Like, if it's done right, like, you can get really interesting stories. From, or right. from, like, Daisy or something. Like, this guy yeah, Daisy. And I, we play Daisy, and I could tell you a story about one time we, we ran halfway across the world, got some crap, and then we are sneaking and f- moving past no, all we, these we, guys. We then... spent, like, a long time trying to get these really powerful items. Yeah. So we could go back and kill all the, the weak players. But then as soon as we <laughs> did that, we immediately got killed. 
Right. I mean, so it, it makes funny stories and it makes it makes interesting stories. I, I think it's, it's it's a unique experience. It's something, just something you don't get from, you know, anything else. Anything sure. Else. Except except choose your own adventure novels. But um, mm. I think it's something I mean, those are guided, though. that needs to be needs like more work to focus it a little more. I mean, it's something that people are working on. So I'm, I'm interested to see how like Ken Levine's game works out or or new even uh, yeah, Hideo Kojima seems to want to move in that kind of direction. So I'm, I'm curious how it works out, but. Well, it's kind of interesting that you bring that up because like Kojima, he did um, like, he kind of took that direction with Metal Gear Solid five. Exactly. He was. And uh, yeah, like, I mean, I kind of dig it. Metal Gear Solid five. It's almost like it remind it kind of has like a Hitman feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Hitman, that's, like, another good example. Like, so okay, so I'm not totally against him. I love right, Hitman. Right, right, so, But Hitman's... So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's narrative is still, like, determined, right? But it's just your your actions within the mission. Well, I mean, like, the, you're still... No, you're still authoring how Agent 47... That's that's who he is, right? Kills, yeah, yeah. kills the yeah, person. Yeah, so yeah. Right. It's how you did it. Right, but, like, his, his, his progression of the plot would probably be the same regardless, right? Sure, yeah. Whereas a player I mean, story, like, maybe Hitman, hit, hit uh, the new Hitman game story is like so flimsy and unimportant in right, the grand right. scheme of things. It's more like just to get like from one episode to the next one, and I think, and I think IO Interactive even realizes that and admits it. It's like we're just trying to get you from the USA to Tokyo to Bangkok to. I'm totally fine it's, with it's that. Just, yeah, I'm totally fine with it too because like that it, Hitman's not really about the story like it's not yeah it's like not about like the actual story it's about the story you create when you're killing people right right. that's like that's what makes it great so yeah yeah it's cool the developer acknowledges that and they realize you know and they do a good job of keeping it like focused so it's not like minecraft where you're like i'm stuck with some fists and some trees to punch wake up up on an island and punch trees punch trees (laughs) punch those trees um (laughs) (laughs) cool cool um any games you're looking forward to that are coming out in the near future well, um, I'm, I, I, it's, it's kind of funny. Like I, I just like kind of came out of like a gaming binge with uh doom and Hitman. Yeah. So I feel like I've been so focused on those two games that I haven't been able to look like forward. Right. Um, I mean, I think like, obviously the last guardian looks really, really awesome. That comes out um, this year, doesn't it? That's the gorilla games. That that yeah. that that's what they said. No, that's the Team Eco one. Gotcha. gotcha. That one looks really good too. Yeah. Um, that one looks. Th- Honestly, I think of all the games that I'm really excited to play. I I really dug the uh, God of War E3 demonstration. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that was so. That was so epic when he just appeared and everyone. <laughs> it's just like ah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, who the hell is that guy? With yeah, with oh. the beard. <laughs> it's Kratos. <laughs> uh. It looks really cool, though. It's like uh, it kind of has like the story and dynamic of The Last of Us, exactly. but the gameplay looks very like Dark Souls Bloodborne. Yeah. yeah, which is a very good combination, in my opinion. So I'd say God of War is probably my most anticipated, though. That's probably going to come out like who knows, like right. Uh, hopefully, hopefully soon, but probably not. <laughs> so. Yeah, we. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. How about you guys? What are you guys really excited about? I really want the new uh, the new Gears, Gears of War mm. Four. Well, yeah. That any day, huh? I'm a I'm yeah. a big fan of Gears of War. That game kind of I don't know. I feel like that game was pretty instrumental in the in the modern you know cover based shooter. Like that game kind of refined and there was cover games before that, but it's pretty pretty important. So 
the way it plays is it's just I don't know I love that and uh this the new Bloodstained Ritual of the Night new game by uh, oh. Koji Garashi. Unfortunately, it got pushed back to 2018. 2018 is a yeah. little bit of a wait. I'm a big fan of Symphony of the Night and, and Dawn of Sorrow and Portrait of Ruin and Order of Ecclesia, all those Castlevania games. So, I want that game. Yeah, I was pretty. I was pretty interested in that game too. Like, I kind of like that guy's like Kickstarter videos for it. They're kind of like charming. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. yeah. It would... No, I'm totally down with that. I'm down with it. So, I mean, I'm really, I'm like a huge Rareware fan, so I'm pretty excited for Ukulele. It's Wait. like such like a nostalgia trip. Rare is making so, a new game? Not Rare, but you guys don't know anything about Ukulele? No. No, tell us about Ukulele. Okay. <laughs> Are you guys Rareware fans? Perfect or... Dark, Goldeneye, Banjo-Kazooie? Yeah, yeah okay. Okay, so... Battletoads? Um, there's... So there's like this this group, this indie group of developers called Platonic Games, and they kind of left Rareware because they weren't a huge fan of the direction the company was going. Yeah. In. So they're they're making a spiritual successor to Banjo Kazooie called Ukulele, and it's supposed to come out beginning of next year. That's so, cool. Okay, uh, that's cool. Check it out. What's it gonna be on? I'm surprised. Oh, it's gonna be on like everything, like okay. uh, PlayStation, Xbox. It's multi-platform, so so it, it's. I hope it's good. I mean, it, it'll be a huge nostalgia trip. Mm-hmm. So is it? So. It's gonna be like a mascot-based platforming game, kind of like a yeah, yeah. It's like it's exactly that. It's like old school banjo. Like even when characters talk to each other in dialogue, it's not like they're speaking words. Right. That's that's funny because like in the '90s and like even 2000s we had all these mascot platform games coming out and then like everything went hard boiled Call of Duty and we hadn't really oh, seen yeah. those for a while so that's kind of cool that's yeah. coming back. No, yeah, like I I'm I, I, I miss that genre. Like I mean, I do because uh, yeah I feel I feel like video games kind of went through almost sort of like a dark ages with like a lot of like the call of duty stuff because it was like that became like the only game like people were making i felt like mm-hmm. yeah to the point where it's like it was like like uh, other developers didn't want to try anything new yeah because it was, it was safe so, so it's cool it's cool that like guys like you know like platonic or the guys at id software with the new doom game like they're, they're kind of like going back to their roots yeah and being like okay like we're going to kind of deviate from, you know, what everyone else is doing and have like Doom's classic level design, um, tongue in cheek humor, gore. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome weapons, you know, so. Yeah. Totally on Doom board. was great. Yeah. <laughs> no, Doom, oh, Doom's yeah. amazing. We pretty much gushed over it for the podcast the whole time. It yeah. Was, yeah. It, <laughs> no, it, it's, it's so far. It's definitely my favorite game of the year. Um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta check out that. I, you know what? I'm gonna jump on that. I'm gonna jump on that bag and wagon and say it's my favorite game of the year. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. really, really good. I love it. Um, it is interesting that we're seeing yeah. like a move away from realistic games because that's kind of what like it seems like maybe 15 years. Yeah, like the, the first Xbox, there was just this kind of obsession with Halo every game looking Duty, sort of like quote unquote realistic and, and pretending to be realistic. Like it wasn't like obviously COD isn't realistic at all. Not, yeah, but, but <laughs> no. it's got started pretense of realism. So we're getting like, you know, we get like Overwatch and stuff that doesn't look. Yeah, it looks more abstract, less real. So it's good to see that that's that obsession with hyper realism is kind of fading. And we yeah. can use that where it's 
which is, which is definitely it's definitely a good thing. Um, I mean, like I think, uh, yeah, I, I guess, yeah. Who's doing like who's still like obsessed over realism? Like I don't mm. know, like EA, um, EA, yeah. Well, I mean, Battle Battlefield One kind of looks pretty like silly. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty silly. Yeah. 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 It's, it's silly, but it's it's got it's got the it looks it's a stylized realism. Did you play yeah. the the beta yeah. for that? Yeah, I dug it. It was like playing Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah with the horses and everything. No, I thought it was it, it yeah. looks like it's going to be really fun actually. It looks awesome. It's like brings back yeah. that sort of goofiness of the first uh 1942, first 1942 and yeah. Oh yeah. No, I I I completely dig it. I was a big uh I was a big Bad Company 2 fan. Oh yeah. hell yeah. So hell were yeah. we too. Yeah, so so it kind of it kind of it, it felt like they were kind of going back to that especially after the disaster that was battlefront like oh, that was yeah. such like a missed right. opportunity yeah it really was yeah it's a shame yeah it's a shame like just and and they're 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 still releasing content for it and i'm like why didn't they just release this content like from the get-go like yeah. why do we have to pay like 60 dollars in season pass to like i don't know <laughs> see so it seems like they're selling games like you know, in bits and pieces. EA loves their $120 games. You, you want the whole yeah. game? You got to pay us twice for two games. Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll probably it's end up really, spending 120 bucks so on lame. Battlefield 1, though. It, it really, it looks, really? it looks, well, I don't know. I'm definitely going to get the game. I don't think I'm going to buy the, like, seasons. Pack. I was sold pretty quickly. The trailer had me sold. I didn't know much about the trailer. I'm just playing it. Like, I, I spent a good 20 hours or so playing that beta, and it was, it was really fun. The map was really good. I love the horses. Yeah. Like getting people with that sword attack with the Saber. horse, <laughs> sabering people down yeah. was really fun. Uh, the weapons yeah. seemed a lot more like it felt a little more skill based. Like it was harder to hit people. It wasn't that Call of Duty like perfect laser beam right in front of you. Right, so, right, swords. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I think it's. Uh, I think it'll be fun. A fun game. I don't know what else. Is I mean, I'm. T- I'm totally down with it. It's. It's. There's not. There's nothing like pulling off like. What I love doing is uh, just having like the no scopes uh, rifles, mm-hmm. and then just like picking people off and like bayoneting people. It's so much fun. <laughs> no, oh. and doing the charge, the, the charge, charge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody just sitting there, they, they, yeah. like all of a sudden you're just <gasps> on their ass. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, the scream is really funny. Um, and you can oh, you can hilarious. get in the plans too. Mm-hmm. It's got plans. So I'm, I just love them, like getting like being in battlefield, getting into a plane, parachuting out. Mm-hmm. And then, Doing, like hitting a building and getting jumping into it and capturing a point like that's just something right. you can only do in Battlefield very uniquely. Oh yeah, Battlefield you know? is yeah, it's it's a really. I think it'll be fun. Um, anything else you're looking forward to? Um, let me think about that. Um, I'm um as far as like before the year ends, um, not a whole lot. Um, I'm kind of tired of open world sandbox games. Oh yeah, I actually am with you on that. But I'm but I'm kind of intrigued by Mafia Three, even though it's kind of like I don't know. Like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just tired of open world games. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're, they're yeah. Tower collectors, it. right? Have you heard of? Oh yeah, tower collectors. <laughs> gotta, yeah. Gotta find all the towers. <laughs> In the, <laughs> the Ubisoft games, Ubisoft says they're gonna completely rework how they do the formula. Their formula because people are like, hey, these games this all play exactly the same. Assassin's Creed and Far um, Cry and. Yeah, All those are, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind seeing something a little more like Far Cry 2 come out of there again. Something a little more 
Yeah. Atmospheric hostile. I don't know. I also I was I I was a fan of the Far Cry games. Those were those games were pretty. But but yeah, like I mean. Oh yeah, they're they're I fun. They're fun. Um, I think I I, I uh, read a review for uh, Far Cry Primal though. Oh yeah. And uh, um, do you guys follow like Giant Bomb? Yeah. Or any of definitely. those guys? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff, he had, like, a really funny, like, review. He said, uh, the game feels like one giant side mission. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> and I feel like that's pretty accurate for a lot of those types of games because you're just, yeah, you're just going around capturing towers, yep. doing fetch quests, and that's, like, 80% of the gameplay. With Far Cry 4, that was, like, the whole game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I beat Far- that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind yeah. of the problem with these recent open-world games is they make these big kind of, like, Beautiful from afar, but kind of boring up close worlds that have really shallow gameplay and linear problem, boring missions. I think the problem is the mission. Like Shadow yeah. Mordor was a, a blast to play. Did you play Shadow of Mordor? Did you play Shadow of Mordor? That 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 Shadow of Mordor. That I think as far as open world games go, that's probably the best one. Yeah, yeah. Like it's that a blast, right? Fantastic. But the the story yeah. missions I felt like are the weakest part of the game. No, the story missions were pretty like, atrocious. I taking thought. the warlords out and stuff yeah. was a blast. <laughs> like, yeah, I can do the that. Warlords. I can still do that. I could do that. For, I can go for back and play. Yeah. Forty more hours just to do that. But uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm gonna revisit Shadow of Mordor at some point. That game was incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah, then ne- the nemesis system. Like, yeah. what a what an idea. Yeah, they just genius. pulled it off perfectly. It's it's genius. I think yeah. it's one of the most innovative things I've seen in a video game in a long time. Yeah, I think um I think the two like things that have felt like the most next gen to me have been um have been that system and also just like Doom's combat. Yeah, Doom. Mm-hmm. Those have been the those have been the two most next gen things yeah. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. So Doom's combat just feels so good. <laughs> it, it is. It's yeah. It's, I could play the game for another ten years. Yeah, I, I was thinking <laughs> yeah. about how I need to replay it again. I beat it on Nightmare. Yeah. I, I beat it on Ultraviolet, and I beat it on Nightmare. And I'm like, maybe I need to like try it on Nightmare, but with like no upgrades or something, you know? Because yeah. like it does get a little, a little easy when you get to a point with the uh, those the missiles with the, the runes and oh yeah, we can shoot the missiles when you can shoot the missiles nonstop from the machine gun, the chain gun. I can't remember which gun it is. You you can just kind of assault rifle cheese everybody. <laughs> the assault rifle, yeah. So, oh yeah, like it, well the uh, <laughs> the double barrel shotgun. You can like upgrade the shotgun so twice. You can fire two rounds. That's yeah, incredible. And it just yeah. wrecks people. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. just like, like everything is dead when you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the hell right the hell knight just like rushes you and you're like you're dead. Yeah, he <laughs> just like the second shot like jibs him. He's just paced. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um another another game that kind of sorta I I don't want to say it's a problem but has that has that problem with the difficulty was uh bloodborne because mm-hmm. uh bloodborne like the first 10 hours of the game are so hard yeah. because your character is not upgraded at all you're not used to control the controls and whatever but like once you kind of start upgrading your character the rest of the game becomes way easier because uh, because your character just becomes so overpowered mm-hmm. yeah um, and do- doom but at the same time i kind of like that progression because yeah. like 
Because, yeah, you go from, like, a guy who is kind of getting his ass kicked in the earlier levels to just owning everybody all the time. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's so satisfying. No, it's, it's, it's it like, is. The beginning of Bloodborne's hard, too. Like, Central Yarnum has that area with all those guys outside the <laughs> yeah. fire that are burning the, the beast. He was that, watching me play that. I died, like, like ten times. That part's hard. I mean, you know, I've <laughs> yeah. he and I have both played Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 2, and it was still, like, oh, this is this part's difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I think like the whole road, like I, I feel like the whole game until you finally beat Father Gascoin is so hard. But after you get over like Father Gascoin and the Cleric Beast, like the, I felt to me at least the game became substantially easier because yeah. like you're you're able, it's more open ended. You can upgrade your character more. He's a tough boss um, too. I'm sorry. Oh, he's a challenging boss as well. Yeah, he really was. Father Gascoigne, oh my god. Like when he turns into a werewolf and just wrecks you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Did you play Dark Souls yeah. 3 at all? Uh, I wanted to get to it. I just I just haven't been able to play it. I want to, though. I really do. Pick it up on um, sale. You, it's good. How would you compare it to Bloodborne? Because I love Bloodborne. I'll let this guy answer that. Um, He hasn't played too much Bloodborne, but I, I have. It's... it's uh, it takes a page out of it's like it's pretty much exactly like if they were like, hey, let's make a Dark Souls game after Bloodborne. Like it still has that kind of fast paced stuff. Like it's way faster than Dark Souls one or two, but it's still right. a Dark Souls game. So you're not a hunter. You don't have transforming weapons. You know you still have Estus. There's still bonfires. It's it's you know because like it's 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 a little different. You're you, you still get heavy right. armor and shields and stuff. So it's 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 faster, but still Dark Souls. I, I yeah I'm, I I was thinking about like the thing is is like Bloodborne like took up so much of my time I think I put I think I put about a hundred hours into Bloodborne oh wow yeah and like yeah I just love that like and the thing is is like I like not only did I put so much time into Bloodborne I put so much time into watching like lore videos and oh, just me reading too. articles mm-hmm. just about the lore because the the lore of Bloodborne is just fascinating. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about like kind of your take on their their style of like player interpretation storytelling versus yeah. versus the direct narrative stuff like Uncharted. Well, it's kind of interesting because I feel like Bloodborne and Uncharted they're kind of like at two different exactly. ends of this. Yeah, because like. Uncharted is very like it's it's like spoon fed. Yeah. Like 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 the puzzles in Uncharted Four are like laughably easy because the game just like handholds you through the whole oh, activity. Yeah. Like, like 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 Nate will just be like, hmm, I think you have to put water into that basin, and it's just like <laughs> it's like why it's like like I could have figured that out. Nate. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like Bloodborne, it's so like obscure, and you really have to like. And I kind of I kind of love that. I mean, it's not for everybody. Um, the um, it's always amazing when games can strike a balance. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, it's so amazing that they're able to tell like an entire story just through item descriptions, um, details in the in the environment. Right. Um, right. And uh, and just um, it, it's just like so interesting. Like. Uh, there are like entire theories just about the doll in the hunter's dream, right? And how she kind of looks like uh, like Lady Maria. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's like so interesting. Like you just like I just want to read all these articles just about that. You mm-hmm. know? It's, it's I love it. Like you know, the guy Vatvitti has made a whole channel and living off of just interpretations of of souls stuff. 
Yeah, what's his name? Like Vatia. Vatia, yeah. Like, Hardest name ever to yeah. remember. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember I'm his name. I'm always like but... Vadia Vidya? V- it's, just, it's, pretty, Vadia? it's pretty cool kind of way of storytelling, I think. It's just so different than kind of what we usually see in, in, in games. Yeah, the tip of the iceberg approach. It's 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 good. It, it, yeah. It's 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 awesome. Like, I mean, I, I it's fascinating. Well, I guess the reason... How does, like, Dark Souls 3 compare on the lore front to Bloodborne? Probably even deeper because there's more. Right, it's building two other it's, games. It's building right. off. It really mostly builds off the first game. It makes yeah. some references to, to to two, but it it almost answers or it creates more questions than it answers. Like yeah. it answers like two questions, and it, it creates like right. six questions. So it's kind of like you know, there's a lot there's a lot to dig into there. There's yeah, I, I, that's the thing I love about the Souls games is like once you've beaten the game, like there's a whole separate meta game of just unlocking the mysteries of the world, right? As best as you can, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I want to I wanna play them, but at the same time, I just know that my life will just get consumed by them. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I, yeah, I told my girlfriend, I'm like, okay, Dark Souls 3 is coming out. You're probably not going to see me much for the next month. And sure enough, 100 hours later, yeah. And, and I was working like 60 hours a week at the time, so it was like... Oh my God. I, I, you know, I was like, I come home, I'm like, you know, I got to play Dark Souls. I can't really talk to the housemate. I can't talk to anybody... Like just, souls first. Just leave me alone. I got some dark souls. So yeah, fair warning. Yeah, I, I, I. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. I feel like the yeah the only games I can play right now are like Doom, just like mm-hmm. nice, fast, and easy. Can just jump in and out of. Yeah. Like uh, get a checkpoint and then just stop. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what's so great about Doom is that you could just like play it for an hour and be like, okay, I'm good. And yeah. Just like yeah. turn it off. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you get your rush and you're done. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, but Bloodborne, on the other hand, I could totally see myself just spending like entire just like days just playing, <laughs> or Dark Souls three just yeah, yeah. playing it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Be be careful. Mm-hmm. Get well, a couple. Well, I did. I did start playing The Witcher three, and after like playing it for like five hours, I'm like, this is not happening. <laughs> I'm just like we're on board. It's too big. It's yeah. too big. Too much. No, it's <laughs> too much. That's supposed yeah. to be like like larger than Skyrim. Apparently, like it's a very expansive. It's, game. it's a very expansive game. I'm playing it very slowly. Right. Like I'm stretching it out, and uh, I feel like I'll just go play for a few hours here and there for the next couple of years, and probably never get anywhere because it's not really about any one thing. Like it's not super focused on. Like it's got a central mystery, but you can just kind of get lost in all these little side mysteries. Right. right. Like, there's no there's no major thing that you have to do. It's just all about all the little moments. So it, it's it, it's a yeah yeah no I, I that's why I keep hearing about it you know like and that's that's exactly the reason why I can't play it because yeah. like, I just get so like lost in all those side quests and like I'm sure it's great but I just don't have I just don't have the commitment. Right. I've only got so <laughs> much time left before I expire from this earth, so I got. <laughs> gotta choose mix, those moments mix, mix up your time, yeah. Uh, yeah. On on a completely yeah. side note, have you seen any good movies this year? Um, yeah, I, I not as many as I feel like I should. Um, I really, I really want to see Kubo. I still haven't seen Kubo. Kubo? <laughs> that's uh, that's a film I've been wanting to see. Kubo, the uh, stop motion animation movie that came out by the guys that did Coraline. Oh, that sounds awesome. Uh, yeah, it, it looks awesome. Um, what, what have you guys? What have you guys seen? 
I have not been to a film all year long, which I, which as as a film buff and somebody who works in production may be a little embarrassing, but um, I, I don't know. I feel like I've just been completely out of tune with movies this year, which is why I thought I'd ask you for some recommendations. All right, I'll, I'll throw you some recommendations. I haven't seen as many movies as I, as I probably should. Yeah. should have, but... Um, one that really stuck out to me, um, and this is kind of because I'm sort of a diehard J.G. Ballard slash David Cronenberg fan, mm-hmm. but uh, um, there's this new movie that came out called High Rise that I thought was really good. It stars Tom Hiddleston, and it's mm. about like um, it's about a high rise complex. And it's like kind of like socially stratified, so like you have like the most rich living at the top, middle class in the middle lower Mm -hmm. class at the bottom yeah and and it's kind of interesting because throughout the movie like it's like this kind of like it's it's very kind of cold and distant and uh and and everything is kind of just simmering and then like all of a sudden like all this like violence and anim like animalism just like explodes and the whole like social hierarchy slowly kind of like collapses and it's like really wild and kind of like disgusting, but it was really good. All right, <laughs> so, that sounds that sounds so, pretty exciting. That sounds pretty interesting, yeah. So, yeah. So high high rise. Is it, is it, is it David Cronenberg or is it in his style? It's it's kind of it's kind of it's 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 um, it's it's a J.G. Ballard novel, which is um, like David Cronenberg. He he did the movie Crash, which was a J.G. Ballard novel. Uh. Not okay. the not the Oscar winning crash. No, no, the, the one about it's a different crash. people having car accidents and right. Yeah, they have car accidents and then they have sex afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's it's pretty weird, but um, High Rise it has that same sort of Cronenbergian feel. Um, it's uh, yeah, just like a lot of sex and violence, which right. I feel like is something. Those are two words that you could very much describe Cronenberg. You know, just mm-hmm. sex and violence. So. When was his last movie? It's was good. That... It's oh. uh, his last movie. Um, well, you know what? The last thing he did, he actually wrote a book. Okay. Um, that was pretty good. It was called Consumed. It was really weird, but it was kind of interesting reading it because he kind of takes his cinematic style, that clinical sort of. Um, almost like he's just kind of like a, like a surgeon, mm-hmm. like kind of describing or like or a psychoanalyst describing something, like kind of filmmaking, and it kind of translates to to um to to a book, and it's really interesting reading it. He is such a descriptive author, for better and worse, because he describes some really disgusting stuff, but he has like this weird weird cool distance uh-huh. to how he writes it. Uh-huh. Um. So I recommend it. It's called Consumed. Um, but yeah, going back to movies, High Rise was good. Uh, what else did I see this year? Um, yeah, I'm le- High Rise was really good. That was probably my favorite. Oh, The Lobster. Have you guys seen The Lobster? No, no. No, I Col- Colin Farrell. Um, so he's in it. Um, and I mean that as a good thing. He's really good in it. Um, it's it's a it's a really interesting movie because it's about this weird dystopian society where uh, where like if you aren't in a couple, you're sent to a like a single society hotel, and you have a certain amount of time where you have to find like another like another spouse or whatever, oh. or else you'll be like banished. 
And Sounds like Eastern like Europe. Really, it's like a really weird dystopian film. Isn't there like it's animals really, involved? Oh. Yeah, there's animals involved. What's it called again? <laughs> I've heard about that. The lo- the lobster. That sounds it's pretty good. fun. It's it's a it's a really that I think those are the two best movies I've seen this year. The lobster and uh High Rise. The lobster like is particularly good. Like it, it's it's great because the game like the movie it's like really like critical of this couple society where there's this expectation that you have to be like in a couple mm. and uh, it has a certain sort of like like social like kind of rules to it and then it's kind of funny because there's this other sub subculture that exists in the woods and it's called like the loner society and that's where all the loners go and like loners aren't allowed to like have couples they're only allowed to masturbate oh no <laughs> and it's just <laughs> and, and it's just like it's just like so funny it's it's like so interesting how these two these two sort of societies they have their own set of like absurd rules mm. and it's like mm. <laughs> it's great it's really good that's cool. So those are my two. Those are my two re- recommendations: The Lobster and High Rise, both very idiosyncratic films. All right. So you heard that, yeah. people? Go out and see The Lobster and High Rise. So <laughs> yeah. tell me, what's uh, what's what's in the future for your channel? Any uh, secrets you can let us in on? Well, I, I'm definitely working on a couple more. Um, it's kind. Of, I've been kind of lucky for um, like ever since I started this channel. I thought I was going to like, it would take me like a really long time to make each video, right? but I keep getting inspired to do new videos. So I've oh, been, yeah. so it's been kind of nice when I've been able to successfully release a video every two weeks. That's, for, that's um, ideal. Yeah. Yeah. For like a couple months. So hopefully that keeps, keeps on rolling in. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that my next piece is probably is it's like 85% of the way done. It's a little bit more personal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, cause it, cause it deals with like, um, certain subjects that are close to my heart. So, um, so yeah, well, it, it, I promise it won't get like too personal to the point where it's uncomfortable. It's just, okay. <laughs> it's just a little bit, it's just like a little bit more heartfelt than the, than, um, than you would typically see. So, yeah. There you go. So, all right. I'll give you a hint. It's about a really, really amazing indie game that came out in the past five years, but oh. you guys can't guess it. You're not allowed to. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, so. It was Elite Dangerous, right? No, I'm kidding. Um. Oh yeah, Elite Dangerous. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really passionate about space travel. I've, I've always wanted to be an astronaut. So. Always wanted to be a space trucker. Yeah. Space trucker. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Well, you can find uh, Orin. I'm going to put the link to your channel below and it's your channel name is Oren Luke. What's your name? Yeah. So, so for the time being, it's just going to be Oren Luke and the playlist is it's not just a video game. So. Okay. Cool. Well, All right. Hey, thank you so much for being on our show. I really enjoy your videos. I hope everybody that's listening goes out, checks out his channel. It's, it's a really cool up and coming channel. And uh, I think that's all we got time for today. If you got mail, send it to uh, no cast mail at gmail.com that's no cast mail at gmail.com are you on twitter yeah i actually just recently got a twitter so, oh yeah <laughs> so i'm pretty new to twitter so feel free to follow me on twitter at Oren luck all right so, perfect uh, yeah and uh, you can follow us on twitter at no media ever cool and i think that, that's all we got all for right. you today hey have a good one thank you so much again hey it was a lot of fun cool thanks all right cool.
Catch you next week, people.